Welcome back to another episode of Equity Street brought to you by National Investment Advisory. Real estate continues to dominate the headlines. And as always, I am joined by founder and managing director of National Investment Advisory to tackle the leading topics in wealth, finance, and real estate. As always, a big warm welcome to Matthew Bauer and a big warm welcome to our listeners. Matt, how are you today? Very well, Peter. How are you going, buddy? Mate, uh, very, very well, thanks. It's been an absolute hectic week here in the office and quite fitting that this week we're going to be talking about apartments, units, strata title complexes and really getting an in-depth understanding from yourself as to what the play in the market right now is uh, is for apartments and uh, why is it that they are starting to lead the Australian housing market in terms of return and growth. Now, for for uh, for as long as I can remember anyway, Matt, uh, that quarter acre block, the white picket fence has been the Australian dream in real estate, to own your own block of land and house, but we're definitely seeing a dramatic change and uh, and something, I guess, I'll open the floor to you now to chat about the apartments and how they're currently fitting in the landscape uh, of the Australian residential property market. Yeah, thanks, Peter. Well, look, look the, the the apartment conversation has been growing in, in momentum as further consideration for people's portfolios and, and in some respects, uh, as their first uh, property acquisition or, or their first purchase. Uh, and I think this is where, you know, you have to set aside previous sort of feelings or thoughts or understanding of of, of what the uh, apartment market has or hasn't done or whether it's a good idea or a bad idea or or it's indifferent in terms of its historical returns. At the end of the day, then we need to look at what's really happening in the Australian property market. Uh, It's made up of multiple markets as much as it is made up of different market forces and different property types. Um, what we're finding at, at, at the moment, and yeah, as you can appreciate, that we're you know in conversations on a regular basis with with leading uh, developers Australia wide to, to gain an understanding of, of what's really um, occurring there. You know what forces are out there that would dictate or determine that we might start to give serious consideration to uh, apartments. So the simple fact is that they're it's potentially a fairly significant shortage of supply in the next 12 to 18 months. And, and I think it might even run in, into a couple of years uh, in, in terms of that supply demand scenario. Uh, and, and, and a lot of factors are contributing towards that. It's, uh, you know, yeah, as you touched on that quarter acre block was, was certainly the traditional sense. And, you know, we wouldn't want to shy away from or, or you know, contradict our, our, our mantra of looking for, for land content but also land content in the right location uh, and then sometimes those premium spots, albeit smaller land content, um, offer a, a, a far greater scarcity value or value proposition as, as well. And it comes down to affordability, your borrowing capacity, um, where you see a gap in the market as well. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of roads are pointing towards uh, apartments satisfying a lot of those considerations. People are looking at, uh, I guess, more a, a sense of uh, place and you know, whether it's a, a one or five minute or 10 minute neighbourhood scenario that is, you know, within an almost immediate walking distance to all of the amenities if they're not already on site. Um, certainly close proximity to that lifestyle pockets and, and precincts. And 
And I think, you know, off the back of COVID, it started to emphasise more in terms of that sort of that community aspect, that village atmosphere where all of your services and, and, and perhaps, uh, you know, friends and contacts or, or, or family are all in close proximity. And, and, and I guess the, the right apartment development in the right location that satisfies all of that and is more designed for a, you know, a modern sort of owner-occupier style uh, floor plate design, fixtures and fittings, and uh, amenity, and I guess flexibility at, at the same time. Where, where it's like, okay, cool. Well, I may not even need a car for for yeah. you know, the majority of my week. Um, so what I'm saving on on petrol or even running a car full stop, um, I'm prepared to offset with, you know, the the operating costs of, of apartment style living because I've I've, I've got everything I need on my doorstep. So, mm. um, you know, we're, we're seeing you know, huge gaps between uh, the price of apartments versus uh, houses in, in in the same suburb, you know, to the point where, you know, 30% and above. Um, so, you know, there's an opportunity gap there to take advantage of affordability, but also uh, potential price increases um, as we go forward. And particularly as a um, as a as a millennial myself, I remember one of our team meetings. I think it was you. You said a, a quite something that um, that sat with me, and that was the only thing that uh, that the, you know that millennials are making for dinner is a reservation. Uh, and I think that's. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> let's. I might have a button here somewhere for that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. but uh, certainly it is the case, you know, if I look at even, you know, a lot of my friends and, and whatnot in that same sort of age group between 25 and 35, you definitely see that um, that, that flight to apartment sort of scenario that you've spoken about. And, and particularly with, um, you know, with the rent vesting scenario, you know, they're typical – the, you know, it's not that they, it's not that Australians have fallen out of love with, um, you know, with your traditional house and land type scenario. But the fact, the fact of the matter is that, with what has occurred in the past twelve to twenty four months in terms of price growth, it's just not obtainable for some people to be able to have that capacity to purchase that seven fifty eight hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar home and land package just based off their personal financial situation. So then comes into play that rent vesting scenario and, and, and finding something a little bit more affordable that as we're seeing right now in today's market, live stats are still growing and outperforming the, you know, your traditional house and land aspects as a way, as a barrier to entry into the marketplace and then using that as a stepping stone down the track as a potential strategy to leverage into, you know, uh, your more traditional, you know, house and land type options. Yeah, that's right. And and, and look, I, I, I think it's, you know, looking at the, the changing dynamics of, of the Australian landscape and, and obviously immigration playing a part in that, but, but also, I guess, the demographics and, and what they're, they're preferring, right? So, um, and, and whilst there's, there's always a fit for purpose in terms of location or property type to, to meet the requirements of a particular uh, pocket and, and uh, I don't think the the demand or the investment fundamentals or the investability of a, of a house of land in in middle or, or, or out of growth pocket uh, suburbs is, is going to you know uh, die down or become you know a non-event um, it, it, it's all seen in a context of your, of your portfolio as to what you can afford at a particular point but uh, I, I think when we're always looking for that, that next pop in, in capital growth in, in the shortest practical time frame with the least amount of risk, then uh, there's certainly 
a good diversity of, of, of people with different demographic backgrounds that are going to opt for uh, apartment style living, whether it's the the downsizers or uh, second home buyers who are semi-retired or uh, you know the, the young professionals um, who may not necessarily uh, need or want to service a big backyard and, and, and nor do they realistically want to be 45 or 50 Ks uh, from, the, from the CBD or, or from the action. But at the end of the day, as I said before, you know, you know that, that suits a certain segment of the, of the marketplace from a family unit point of view and having that balance of, mm. of, of city metro semi-rural lifestyle aspect. But when it comes to that apartment mix, well, it, it is your professionals, it, it lock up and leave type of um, um, person or it's, it's the downsizers or, or, or young professionals or, or, or maybe it's a young couple who are happy to take on, um, you know, a, a larger than, than typical uh, apartment and, and grow into it for a period of time. And, and, you know, they might even have their first child mm. um, on, on that basis as well. Uh, and, and not for any other reason apart from the fact that, well, am I in walking distance uh, to, to work? Uh, parklands, playgrounds, schools, early learning centres, um, you know, prime education zones at the same time. Um, I, I've got my utilities or, or, or general services, whether it's cafes or, um, uh, you know, uh, grocery stores on, on my doorstep, if not within the immediate vicinity of the building or, or underneath. Um, is there a yeah, fully uh, equipped um, gymnasium and lifestyle amenities um, you know, within the complex at the same time? So, what you might uh, invest in, in terms of, uh, I guess, your, your owner's corporation uh, fees to to um, have those amenities on your doorstep, well, you're going to save in terms of vehicle cost or, or petrol cost or you know, uh, having to travel further afield for, for schools and, and the like to to enjoy that that same lifestyle positioning, right? So it, it's about place. I think it's, mm. it's about place as opposed to as much uh, space, but at the same time, uh, our approach to this is is now about looking at the right design, uh, the right floor plate layout, the right set of amenities without overkilling and, you know, in, inviting uh, in, enormous ongoing costs uh, to, to, to run the building. But, you know, a, a good balance in, in that respect in close proximity to major retail or education zones or, or, or transport hubs or uh, I guess those multifaceted sort of village uh, areas where you can live, work and play, you know, pretty much within that same precinct and, and be close to major transport hubs at the same time or, or major sporting facilities as well, right? So, um, and I guess in areas that have a good control over the amount of density, amount of projects that are, uh, I guess, going to get a, you know, approved in that particular pocket. So yeah, absolutely, and I and I think that's a uh, an important reminder as well. While whilst whilst I'm thinking about it, is that if you want more resources and educational material on this topic and many others, you can head to our website www.nationalinvestmentadvisory.com.au. That is www.nationalinvestmentadvisory.com.au. We have a stack of resources on there online right now, and you can uh, read about and uh, and learn on topics just like this one. So, Matt, thanks for coming on again. As always, a big thank you to our listeners for joining us on another episode of Equity Street. Join us next week where we discuss the trending topics in real estate, wealth, and finance. Bye for now.